my friend Michael Goodwin. Michael, good morning, buddy. How are you? I'm good, Sid. Thank you. If you're watching Fox News right now, reminiscent of uh, the O.J. Carr case. <laughs> I swear to God, I, and, uh, the people at the Knicks game, uh, the Knicks are playing the Rockets for the NBA championship, and they all went to the concession stands to watch a white Ford Bronco race down the the L.A. Expressway. And right now, Fox News, I swear to you, has uh, been on this for a good five minutes now, watching Trump's car on the way to court. On a serious note, though, and we've been over this time and time again. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter. If you don't realize, if you don't realize what's happening to President Trump is grotesque and unfair, and much like Matt Gates and Kevin McCarthy about a personal vendetta, you are somewhere between naive and stupid and closer to the latter. Yes? Yes. And, and I recommend, Sid, everyone uh, hunt down this uh, video, a campaign video from Letitia James, the attorney general who's brought this case, a video that she did in 2018 when she was running for attorney general. And in it, it goes on for several minutes. She says, I'm going to get Donald Trump. I'm going to look at his businesses. And so to me, that's that's grounds for recusal right there. You have no right. She should not be involved in this because you cannot mix a campaign promise with a specific targeting of an individual. At that point, there is no indication there's anything wrong with Donald Trump's businesses. He did a lot of business with the city and the state. Remember the whole ice skating rink that the city couldn't fix? A Walman rink, it. sure. Yes, yeah. I mean, so there are all kinds of things. And for her to run on this platform, now he had been elected president. She calls him an illegitimate president. All of this is in one video. I encourage our listeners to go to it, to track it down on – I saw it on Twitter the other day. I've seen it before, but it, but it came back again because of this case. But it's out there. Look at it and see if you don't think that kills the case, that there, she has no right bringing any such case. And Alvin Bragg, the other case brought by the Manhattan District Attorney about Trump, is similarly a, a political get. It's got nothing to do with any usual carrying out of the law. They are targeting him. Now, that doesn't mean that Donald Trump is a completely innocent man. I'm sure he's done many things that you and I would not like, even though I voted for him, and I suspect you did too. Uh, nonetheless, you cannot have the law enforcement abused yep. so that the powers are weaponized for political purposes. Agreed. And that's what these two New York cases are all about. These are not cases you bring against anybody else. These are people who have targeted him because of his politics. There's no way around it. And just let me add quickly, you know, this is a destructive habit of New York politicians that will kill jobs, will drive away employers. I mean, any, anybody thinking of bringing a business or starting a business in New York better beware. If the attorney general or the district attorney doesn't like your politics, you're going to be held to a different standard under the law than somebody whose politics they like. That's outrageous. That's un-American, and yet it's happening before our eyes. And that's why when I see a picture or a selfie in the street of Eric Adams and Alvin Bragg smiling and hugging each other like they're at a high school reunion, I yelled at Eric. I sent him a text. I said, don't do that. Don't do it. 
I mean, it's bad enough, he said on my show, after the Daniel Penny incident, that he thought that Alvin Bragg did a very, very thorough, uh, you know, investigation. I said, uh, stop it. Stop it, Eric. Stop. <laughs> I'm trying to tell people I like you. Eric was on this show, Michael, uh, last Thursday for 30 minutes, and we had a very intense conversation, very intense. Right. And right. I made it very, very clear that, you know, you can't tell people you're a sanctuary city and come one, come all. And then a year later, you know, now I'm pissed. You know, Biden and Hochul. And I said, Eric, where was this guy from the very beginning? And he said, listen, it is what it is. I'm a very, I'm an intense New Yorker. I wanted to help. And he tried to make the, the example of, well, listen, when your grandparents came, I said, Eric, they came legally. They went to Ellis Island. They didn't end up not vaccinated with money and cell phones and hotel rooms. There's no comparison. But at the end of the day, when I ask you, Michael Goodwin, how you think the mayor has done up to this point with this crisis, your answer is? Terrible. Terrible. Um, look, I, I endorsed Eric Adams when he was running, both in the primary and the general. I voted for him in the primary and the general. I am a registered Democrat. Um, and and I, th- I did that because I thought he was the best, the best candidate on crime that he, he went after the crime issue like nobody else, certainly on the Democratic side, and I thought his experience was, would make him a good police commissioner mayor, that, that he would keep the police always forefront in this. He would, rever- you know, remember how, what nonsense there was under de Blasio, defund the police, and he actually did. He actually did cut their budget. It was kind of a sleight of hand, but this was part of this national anti-police movement. And Eric Adams, to his credit, reversed that when the, within the Democratic primary. He was the only one in that primary whom you could say that about. But I think when you talk about this issue, and there are others too, the schools are a disaster. The school system is collapsing. Uh, people are kids are not going to school. Forty percent of kids are chronically absent. They're not going to school. And many of those who do are smoking weed before class. I mean, this is insane, this whole legalization of marijuana, the way it's been rolled out, at least. Uh, but on this migrant issue, uh, I, I'm with you 100 percent, Sid. Go back to July of 22. When Eric Adams first says there are roughly 2,800, I believe, in the city shelters, that was the first we had heard about anything like that. That was the time to blow the whistle because the border was open. It was if you got 2,800 in, in, you know, at that point, what was it going to be in three months? What was it going to be in six months? You had to look forward. You had to look at the facts and say, They're going to keep coming. What's going to stop them? And then, of course, the governor of Texas trying to make the point that Texas could not stand this, that he wanted the Democrats who run the northern cities, Washington, Chicago, New York, to get on his side and to complain to the president the border had to be closed. Instead, Adams fought the governor of Texas, called him a racist, you know, played the race card, as he too often does. And... He's continued to this day to be unclear. So on one hand, he'll say, we can't take any more. And then he'll say, let's treat them better. Let's give them free legal services, as he and uh, Governor Hochul said yesterday. $38 million more. 
which is, you know, kind of a, a, a chip on a bonfire of burning the cash that they're going through. <laughs> but it's just all these decisions are welcoming them. The, the, you know, as you said, sanctuary city, uh, all, all of this, you know, it's just now that he's really fighting the ob- obligation to shelter. What took him so long on that? And so I feel like he's been behind the curve every step yeah. of the way. Yeah. Sure. And, and the problem keeps growing. I mean, when is he going to get in front of it? When is he going to say to Joe Biden, when is he going to lead a march? that says shut the border. And if if the black mayor of New York City were to come out and really run a campaign saying close the border, close the border, we have to we have to sort this thing out. We have to figure out who is eligible to stay and who is not and who is just gaming the system, which is what the asylum claim has become. It's it's a way of gaming the system. If the mayor of New York did that, Joe Biden would have no option except to begin to change the policy. But Eric Adams hasn't done that. He doesn't know how to use the power he has, I'm, I'm sorry to say. He could, have, he could have gotten more on the criminal justice front from Governor Hochul when she was running for re-election. She needed his endorsement. He gave it away for nothing, just as she gave away a pay raise to the legislature for nothing. Neither one of them really know how to, use, to leverage the power they have for the good of New York. So you have this one-party system, which I refer to in my column today as political inbreeding. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's why people don't marry their cousins and have children, right? Because you get idiots. Well, that's sort of what we're getting politically. We're getting inbred idiots because of the politics. 